0: Hello and welcome to the Daddy Saturday podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bat. I'm also the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday and the Daddy Saturday Foundation, where it is our goal to impact 10 million fathers in the next 10 years and to end fatherlessness. We do that in a variety of ways, and one of those is through this podcast by bringing you dynamic guests who can provide you tips tricks even some hacks on on fatherhood and parenting that can help you raise good kids that become great adults i'd like to remind you to subscribe to the podcast we have great guests every single week and we'll be releasing these weekly so stay tuned for our next guest well you're not going to miss want to miss what we have in store for you today Um, she's become a friend she's got an incredible background and has done some great work and not only in healthcare, but also in loneliness. It's my honor to introduce our audience to Lucy Rose today. Lucy is the founder and CEO of Lucy Rose and Associates. She's also the founder and leader of the Cost of Loneliness Project. Lucy's a world traveler, a global relationship builder, and she's an award-winning pharmaceutical health strategist, regulatory, and communications expert. Many of the TV commercials you've seen in the pharma space, Lucy's had her hands in those. Uh, she is quite an accomplished woman and just an absolute pleasure to have her here on the show with me here today. Lucy, welcome.
1: Wow, Justin, thank you so much for having me with that kind of intro. There's, the sky's the limit, right? <laughs> thank you ever so much. My
0: goodness. Absolutely. Well, you know, Lucy, we've had some conversations in the past. And, you know, one of the things that that always struck me about um, our conversations is just your positive nature, the way you approach life. And and in our conversations, part of that was from your upbringing. And you've told me this story about these secret journeys you would do as a child. I would love to to talk about that and for you to share with our audience what those secret journeys were in a bit from your childhood and how your parents helped mold and shape you.
1: Yeah, thank you. And Justin, even before we really get started, I just want to thank you for doing such an incredible project for all the children uh, everywhere, in all honesty. It's just a wonderful, wonderful concept, and I'm quite sure you're going to make and already making a giant impact on our kids for the future and of the future of our world. So thank you so very much for taking this large challenge on and making Saturdays fun for so many people as well. Um, yeah, I, I had to be one of the luckiest kids in the world, I think. My brother and I. I um, had parents that that really did care a lot about trying to expose us to different things in very fun ways. Um, And so on Saturdays, frankly, and and we didn't know anything about Daddy Saturdays back then, Justin, I promise. Um, (laughs) Your concept wasn't there, but my dad kind of had it, I guess, in the back of his mind from early on. Because on Saturdays, he used that as an opportunity to expose my brother and I kind of to the world in different ways. Everything from business opportunities and what goes on behind the scenes in business to how to appreciate nature and what that looks like. We didn't call them, we kind of called them secret journeys, but to be honest, that term was really um, coined by my husband who did the same thing for our children. Um, But my dad just did them uh, without a real name. But we did things, Justin, like he took us, we had a bakery in my little hometown of Goldsboro, North Carolina called Mickey's Bakery. And one Saturday, we went to Mickey's Bakery and did an all-access pass, behind-the-scenes kind of view as an example of how you make donuts and what that looks like. And this, I can still remember to this day the smells and the feel of what that was like and how hard work it is to actually make donuts to make us all happy. We went and watched one Saturday how bricks were made. And what that was like. And then, of course, the thought of how they helped build a house and what a house does for people and all of that. And then in nature, we did things like my dad was really big into archaeology. And on some Saturdays, we would go look for Native American artifacts in our area and learn things like the best time to look was after a big rain. And after the fields were plowed so that these were turned up and you could find real evidence of people who had been before us for many, many years. And then we did things like camped as the three of us, my brother and and my dad and I. My mom hated camping. She tried it once and and swore it off. (laughs) That was it for her. But we'd go camping on the coast. I remember nights looking at the stars and fishing for our food. So he made life fun. And on Saturdays, we learned. They were learning labs all the time while we thought we were just having a great time.
0: Oh, man, it sounds like uh, your father really pioneered Daddy Saturdays before, <laughs> as you said, the term even existed, but he was doing them. And and you know what I love about those stories, Lucy, are, are two things. One is we often say with Daddy Saturday, it doesn't have to be extravagant, extraordinary, or expensive. It, it, to be epic, it can just be, The fact that you're together doing something in a shared experience that's meaningful and for you to share that, you know, making donuts, you still remember that to this day. (laughs) That's a vivid memory. I mean, that wasn't extravagant, extraordinary, expensive, but yet it's a lasting memory you had with your father.
1: For sure. In fact, I don't think anything we did cost hardly anything except the gas to get there if you know what I mean, to go look for signs of earlier life and what that meant and what that meant to the land and, our, and the people that live there today and all of that. It was just free. You know, it was just a matter of how you get there, to learn about business and what it means to, to make things and to make a business work. Just free to get there. And the camping, of course, it's not even like we had a hotel room. Uh, we slept out under the stars in a tent and learned about nature. So, yeah, it was free. It's accessible to anybody. It was just creative thinking and ways to teach us through real experiences as opposed to just a classroom and at the same time bond as a family. You're so right.
0: Well, and, and to your father, clearly he embraced the, the principle of intentionality, right? And I think that's all it really takes, creativity, intentionality, and the willingness to want to provide those experiences for your kids. And, you know, I, I guess the other piece of that that really struck me was that your father, uh, another concept we talk a lot about in Daddy Saturday is that so often parents want to be the hero to their kids. So they feel like they need to do everything and be everything to their children. But your father was clearly a guide and he surrounded himself with other people that were experts in things like donut making and brick making (laughs) and you know all these other concepts and then he also operated in in his area of expertise and I, i think that so many parents today they get caught up in this trap where it's they feel like they have to be everything and do everything for their kids and they actually rob their kids of learning from others who have expertise in those areas
1: Well, I think you're so right. And, you know, it's really interesting you used the word guide. I love that word, Justin. Um, It's not necessarily the word I would have thought of clearly as a child when I thought about my dad. But that is exactly what he did. He made things available to us with experts who knew more than he did about whatever area it was. He probably knew zero about donut making. But it didn't matter to him in terms of ego or anything like that, that he didn't know. He just wanted to make sure we learned about business and work ethic and what all of that looked like. And in doing so, chose different areas of expertise that he didn't know about but enabled us to come into contact with those who did. Um, I think that does take a special person, and I think it does, in many respects, you're right, look different today because all the pressures. And, you know, I, I think social media has something to do with that, Justin. It it becomes all about the photograph and the selfie and the look what I'm doing as opposed to look what my kids are getting at times. And that's no pointing, it's no finger pointing or, or negative, just an observation um, that, you know, when the kids really are the focus and it's really all about that, it's kind of liberating because it allows you to say, I don't really know, but let's go find somebody who does, you know,
0: that's exactly right. And, and, you know, what's, what's been freeing for me in that same circumstance is as have i as I have let my ego go. And that's, you said that word and that's very important because as a father in particular, sometimes you've got to let that ego drop in order to allow other guides to come in. And, you know, I'll give you a funny story, Lucy. So I know nothing about saltwater fishing. I grew up in the Midwest. We fished in lakes and ponds and, ah. you know, caught caught uh, bluegill and, and bass and some pike, <laughs> yeah. right? That pike yeah. were like the biggest thing we'd catch. Well, <laughs> right. saltwater is a totally different ballgame. And I've tried to take my kids out. And, you know, we have had lots of uh, empty hooks and maybe a couple of nibbles, but no major fish. And, you know, here I am out here as a dad. And, yeah, it's a great experience. It's fun. But we want to catch fish. That's what the kids want to do. And it wasn't until I let my pride go and say, you know what, guys, I know nothing about saltwater fishing. I literally need to find a fishing guide to help us. And as soon as I did that, and I allowed somebody else to come in, one, we caught a lot of fish. Two, we had a ton of fun. But my kids also saw me willing to let my pride and my ego go and bring someone else in that had expertise. And I think the lesson in and not just catching fish, but in seeing dad say, Hey, I need help. I don't know everything. And where do I go when I need help? Just that process alone is beneficial. And it sounds like your father did that over and over again with great expertise.
1: Yeah, I think he did. And you know, it, um, it makes me happy. I, I don't. It's hard to know about ego, I guess, for any of us and where it comes into play and where it doesn't and, and how to let it go. But I, I just think the, the most important thing, Justin, is what you just hit on, at least from my perspective, and that's that your kids are the center. It, it's not about me as a parent or anything else, but it's about how can we help our kids learn and grow and build relationships? And what does that look like? And when the kids really are the focus and it's all about them, then I think the concept of, of our ego getting in the way is much easier just to allow to melt away, which is what you did clearly with your saltwater fishing story. <laughs> you know, you said, it, it's a, my kids need this. My kids want this. My kids want to learn how to fish. I don't know how. But since it was all about them, you were able to let it go and find someone else to teach them in a way that empowered you as well um and i think that's growth for all of us i mean you know there's nothing to say that it's that it's a, a negative thing for the parent to grow through all of this as well right
0: oh absolutely and and, you know, you talk a lot about um, you mentioned the secret journeys and you know, your husband and and you were able to do those for your kids. And that involved not just a lot of intentionality and being about the kids. There was also some, some some spontaneity involved in that, too. I'd love with you to share maybe a story or two, Lucy, about those secret journeys that you did in your with your own children.
1: I'd love to. But I have to give my husband all the credit. He started it. He coined the phrase secret journeys. It was all about his his knowledge, his wanting to do this for our kids. So I'm going to give him all the credit. It is about Daddy Saturdays, and uh, in this case, it really was the daddy. I got to go along after the first one. He did not invite me on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but after the first one, I got to be involved, but he really did plan them. And it was a pleasure as, as a wife and a mom to watch that happen in my life as well. Um, but yeah, on the first, the first secret journey, as he called them, um, he took the kids to see the play Cats. Uh, and inspired theater in their lives. And both of them to this day, one of our daughters works professionally in the theater world full-time today, um, and our other loves it and appreciates it hugely as well. And I think that helped inspire that with both of them. Our younger daughter at that point was very young and stood the entire time and watched, uh, which is very, very cool, I think, um, in in a two-hour Theater performance and didn't didn't say a word. Was just totally mesmerized. But we did things also like we went rowing on the Potomac one Saturday in an area where they still actually have an operational ferry that crosses the Potomac. If you can believe that today, uh, way far away from. At at least they did still. They may not now, Justin. I've been gone for a while. Uh, But they did have one. And we uh, rented rowboats near that ferry for the day and spent the day on the river as a family, totally secret and a surprise. But one that I'll tell you was one of the most fun ones we ever did and was so simple it's almost scary was how much kids love to stay in a hotel room, if you can imagine this, when they're young. So we rented a hotel room for the night and we got one that had not only the room, but one of those adjoining, I don't know, living spaces or whatever areas. So we pulled out the sofa bed and we created a secret journey. We were in the the same room in essence next door to them, you know, with French doors in between. We ordered them the cheapest room service, probably peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We went down to the pool and swam in the pool. And then they got to choose the movies they wanted to watch and lie in bed at night and watch a movie. And to this day, They talk about that as being one of their favorite secret journeys. Now, you didn't need a fancy hotel. You didn't need a lot of money. You just needed a little bit of imagination to create the most wonderful evening. And to this day, again, they remember that because they got to control the evening. It was amazing.
0: Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I, I love those stories, Lucy. And and every time you say we've talked about some of those in the past and I just, I get chill bumps every time because that's what it's all about. Like those are, those are micro burns. Those are memory burns in the life of your children and the role that, that your husband played and in, in involving you in it too. And just hearing it from your perspective is so special because, you know, so often I think it is father's and as parents, we get so caught up in the busyness. And your husband's a busy guy. He's got a very, very productive and prominent career, I know. And and so just to hear that he took the time to do those secret journeys and the impact that that had on your daughters, it's amazing. And, and I hope our audience hears a couple of things, right? It's that intentionality. It doesn't have to be extraordinarily expensive or extravagant. There's some spontaneity involved as well. But then the last thing you shared is so critical especially when you have younger children and that everything is bigger in the eyes of a child and so as parents sometimes i think we we're like oh it's just a hotel room right but (laughs) it's not just a hotel room to your kids like it's that's an adventure that's an experience (laughs) it's amazing
1: well Justin do you remember when your kids were really young how just a, a cardboard box suddenly <laughs> became a fort you know and and a play area and something that just caused their imagination to go wild with a little bit of intentionality and putting kids in a different space, you know, it, it, it creates and generates and incubates their curiosity. It really helps them and their creativity. It helps them grow clearly in ways that you just don't expect. So put them in a place that for them they can grow into and just watch. And it's amazing what they can do. You're so right. For me, going to a hotel is like, are you kidding me? One more night, you know, on the road or whatever. For our children, it was like we had gone to Disney World almost. And all we had done was go, you know, one mile away to a local right. hotel. That's
0: right. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, unbelievable. So, so Lucy, you know, you, um, you clearly have experienced this as a child growing up and had an intentional father who poured into you. And, you know, you had a, a have a husband who is poured into your children and you've just been surrounded by this intentionality at the same time. We've got a lot of, of families out there where you know fatherlessness is 24 million plus children that don't have a biological father in the home, but there's also yeah. 40 plus more million that have a dad who's physically present, um, but may be emotionally absent and may not be engaged. What would you say to those fathers who are, are there with their kids but are, are just not yet engaging and as someone who is, has been a product of it and has also seen it with their own husband?
1: You know, um, that's a hard one, Justin, because clearly, I think, and I, I know your whole program really is about, you know, helping fathers become that person who is involved in their children's lives and helping children then have access to all the wonderful love and, and feelings that can come out of spending time together. Um I clearly, if there are fathers out there who are uncomfortable or are not spending that kind of quality time, you know, I I would ask them first to think, you know, why am I not? What is it that's holding me back and how does that feel? Um, And try to figure out a way first within themselves that enables and empowers them to be able to be what they probably already want to be as a father in that way anyway. But, there are kids out there clearly that that are lonely and that that need that dad to be present for them, and when a dad I think really steps up and is able, a it's not hard. I think that the key is start small. You no, know, if if you're afraid or you don't know what it is you want to do, your kids are happy with pretty much anything. It's just amazing how kids respond to a touch or a look or a thought or an attaboy or whatever. Um, I think start small. If your dad is not used to this, you can do something little. You can take him to the grocery store. <laughs> you can walk down the street or take a walk around the block or something very simple. You can hold hands when you've not done that before. Um, but Start small. And then just begin to think about what creative, fun things can I do? What do I enjoy that I can share with my kids? Who on the block has an expertise in something they might be interested in that I can invite over for dinner and they can share things with? How might I set up a play date for my child with another dad and their kid? Uh, Might we go to a baseball game? I know, Justin, in your resource area and in your thinking and in your program, in your book, you have lots and lots of ideas about how to get started, but sometimes just the smallest thing can empower you or your, you know, you if you're the dad to feel comfortable and confident to help your kid. Is that where you're going, Justin? Is that what you were looking for?
0: Oh my gosh. I, I think that the, the last thing you said there is, is probably the most important and it's the spark for everything. It's just start. Just start right? It, it, all it is, is it can be 15 minutes. It can be one moment with your kid. It can be going for a bike ride. It can be going to get ice cream. It can be um, going fishing, anything, right? It's just start and make that effort and watch how your kids respond. Because <laughs> That's what
1: right. I was going to say, Justin. You know, just watch their eyes, watch yes. their face. And that feedback alone should begin to give the confidence and the fuel and the fire to actually at some point say, this is really fun. And that's what I was saying earlier about the growth in both, because I think by doing what you suggest and what your program enables and empowers and gives ideas about helps both grow, the dad and the kids, um, both together and separately, which is is so cool.
0: Oh, thank you, Lucy. That is incredible advice. And I hope for every father or parent out there listening that you just recognize that the most important thing when it comes to engaging your kids is just to start and it tends to become epic just because you're together. Well, Lucy, um, this has been fabulous. I've got one final question for you. It's a question that yeah. I ask all of my guests. Um, it's a fun question. So let your, I know you're a very creative person. So let your creativity flow. And you may, I don't know, you're, you may have owned a boat, but the question is, if you had a, a boat, I'm talking like a large enough boat, you're going to put a name on the back of it. What would you name your <laughs> boat, Lucy?
1: Oh, Justin, this isn't fair. Um, <laughs> um You know what, I think I would name it, Possibilities. Um, And and that's interesting because not having any time to think uh, about this in advance, and for anybody listening, you really don't, he springs this on you clearly (laughs) at the very end. Um, But I think the world is full of possibilities. And I think your whole program is about possibilities and about ways to look at and possibilities of ways to look at how to bond. How to create relationships. I also do a program on loneliness that, that we haven't had time to talk about at this one, but I'd love to at some point. If, if you have time to do another one, perhaps about possibilities of how we can connect people and what that look like, but also the possibilities we create for our kids when we do this by helping expand their minds and helping them be more creative and more self aware and confident about what we do. And I, I guess I just leave with a thought of the sky's the limit. The possibilities are only limited by us um, and our not starting, as you say, but having courage and having the confidence to get started in whatever it is that we're doing. Um, the world is full of possibilities when we do.
0: Oh, Lucy, that's that's priceless. Thank you so much for your time, your contribution. I know that our listeners got so much out of this and and you've got my commitment 100%. Let's have you back and let's talk more about the cost of loneliness. So, speaking of that, uh, where can people find you, Lucy? Where can they find out more information about Lucy Rosen Associates as well as the Cost of Loneliness Project?
1: Well, thank you, Justin. I really appreciate that. Um, the Lucy Rosen Associates. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna leave that off for now because that really is a, a professional connection of mine that most of your listeners probably, in all honesty, might be bored with. Say the truth. But I think the cost of loneliness is exceedingly vital for all of us. So I, I will leave that website. Please feel free to go there, thecostofloneliness.org. Um, we do have resources there and a lot of information that hopefully will be helpful to your listeners about how to deal with the, the loneliness epidemic in the world, but also in your own children if, and yourself, if perhaps that's an issue you're dealing with. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Thank you, Lucy. I know that they can also find you and connect on LinkedIn with you personally as well. So we'll put um, the cost of loneliness.org in the show notes and look forward to having you back where we can talk about how together we're working to end fatherlessness <laughs> and the cost of loneliness and two very large epidemics in our time. Thank you, Lucy. And with that, I will say to everyone, be intentional, be engaged, raise good kids who become great adults and make it a great Daddy Saturday. Until next time, thank you.